Good morning. Hey, this is Jimmy Williams, your host with the most on Live a Life by Design, your Monday morning moments of motivation to help you live life in a bigger, better, and bolder fashion. Oh, man, I tell you, I am pumped. You know, every day I get up, my wife says, do you drink caffeine early in the morning? Because, you know, I'm an early riser. You know, folks, if you're going to seize the day, man, you got to get up before the rest of those people that are lemmings following each other to work, right? I get up at 5 a.m. Now, my wife believes in being a lemming. <laughs> she likes to wait a little while to get up, you know, to kind of seize the noonday, if you will. But what I do is I get up early, and my wife will say, Honey, I've been married to you 33 years. Is there anything you can do to tamp down all that enthusiasm so early in the morning? She hears me in there shaving. I'm listening to motivational podcasts. She hears me listening to great music. I'm talking about jazz. Those things that really liven my day, right? So today I want to bring to you something that's going to make you just as jazzed. I got to tell you, I've been a product of coaching I'm talking about professional and personal coaching all of my career. I've got mentors scattered all over the globe, and I love and adore all of them. Today's guest on our episode of Live a Life by Design is another one of those influencers in my life. He didn't remember exactly where we met, but I can tell you almost to the month at least. I don't remember the day that we met, and he has been influencing me ever since that day. I want to give you a short story about why I think coaching and getting your story, your unique story, because you know you are unique. Too often you sell yourself short. Do not do that. We weren't designed for mediocrity. We were designed for greatness. And I'm going to show you with our guest today how you can achieve that. But, you know, the key to any great relationship, in my opinion, is sincerity and honesty. I don't care if this is a business relationship, a personal relationship. Now, the only time I've ever been dishonest to my wife, and if you tell her this, it'll be okay, but those of you, thousands of you listening, I'm going to tell you why I have been dishonest to my wife. It's usually her birthday or Christmas. Man, I am a prolifically horrible gift wrapper. So I must then work on the areas of life of which I'm more capable. I am an excellent gift hider. And so I hide things all over the house, in the garage, stores, wherever I can hide it, because my wife is a wonderful seeker of gifts. Man, she can sniff out perfume 100 yards away. I mean, I'm telling you, you got to really pack this stuff good. So be sincere and honest, the foundations to all your relationships. And then I'd like to tell you about a friend of mine named Harvey McKay. Harvey McKay bought a small envelope company in the northern United States and turned it into a multi-million dollar international business. Harvey McKay is the famed author of Swim with the Sharks Without Being Eaten Alive. This book changed my thought process, not as much as Think and Grow Rich. That, that Napoleon Hill book has been one I read every year. You know, it's on our website. We encourage you to go read that book. But Harvey McKay claims to have as many as 10 personal and professional coaches that help him achieve his goals in life. Speaking, writing, health, attitude, whatever it takes, he believes you can do better with a coach. So with that said, I'm going to introduce to you our special guest today. I am so excited to, to have a few moments of his time. He's very busy. This gentleman is all over the place in terms of helping other people live their bigger, better, and bolder life. He's one of the partners of Top Advisor Marketing, 
a blogger, podcaster, author, speaker, entrepreneur. Well, let's just say it, Superman. I mean, this guy is all over the place. He got his start in the financial services business about 20 years ago as a certified life and business coach. That, folks, ought to tell you quickly, he is serious about helping you achieve your goals in life. He began becoming immersed in his client's biggest needs. He built his knowledge and expertise in financial branding and a social media expert. And then more recently, he's actually taken on roles such as marketing and chief relationship officer for his company. He just does all kinds of stuff. I don't think he sleeps much. You know, we don't advocate a lot of sleep here on this episode, especially this whole podcast. But he's got a great book out. You'll see this link to his book. It's going to be on our website as well. It's called The Social Media Handbook for Financial Advisors. So any of our listeners that are in the industry would love to have this book. It's going to be on Amazon. We'll have that link out for you as well. So here's one thing I want you to know. This gentleman's married and has two twin teenage boys. Now, folks, that is by itself a, a big time responsibility. They are both avid swimmers, and uh, he's got dogs. One's a St. Bernard and a rescue pit bull mix by the name of Luke, because our guest is a friend of the Jedi. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my honor to welcome my good friend from Top Advisor Marketing. Welcome, Matt Halloran. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Hey, you're welcome. Hey, I know you're very busy. I want to take a few minutes today, and I want to just share with our listeners a lot about how you face life's challenges to really become the certified life coach, the coach that helps others reach down deep and maybe break the thresholds, those ceilings of complexity that are holding them back from their ultimate goal in life, and that's to live life by their own design. So tell me a little bit of background about you as a child. I mean, what made you want to become a life coach and influencer? Well, surprisingly enough, my goal was truly to become a therapist. So um, later in life after high school, I always found that people would talk to me about their problems, whether I really wanted them to or not. Uh, I just seemed to attract that sort of uh, conversation. And uh, after my wife and I worked at a place called Boys Town, and we lived with uh, 36 at-risk teenage boys in our, in our home for five years, I wanted to be a therapist, Jimmy. I mean, that was, that was my big thing, right? Wow. And so I'm, uh, I'm in my last two semesters of graduate school, and my mentor professor comes up to me, and he says, hey, dude, here's the deal. <clears throat> You're going to be a terrible therapist. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, <laughs> 50000 in the hole here in grad school. And he's like, no, you really need to focus on coaching. And, of course, I didn't listen to him, and I should have. Opened my own private practice and worked with adults with severe and persistent mental illness, kids and families. And uh, found out that he was right. Uh, so I, I did. I was a terrible therapist. I, I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't let the stuff go. You know, people dump everything, really heavy stuff, on you all day. <laughs> and I'd go home crying. Like I would drive home crying, uh, just because that was the only way that my body was able to release all of the stress. And I uh, had a really bad week. I typed into something that I don't even think exists anymore. I don't even remember what the job thing was. Something that's not around anymore because it was a long time ago. But anyway, Jimmy, it, it was, I typed in life coach and uh, two things came up. And, and one of them was a franchise uh, that was a, a small investment of $250,000, which of course I didn't have at the time because I was uh, just out of grad school and failing terribly as a therapist. And the other one was, uh, <laughs> was a financial services company called Peak. And um, 
I went through a very interesting interview process and, and I found out later that my persistence is why I was able to get hired because they weren't going to hire me, Jimmy, because I had no financial services experience. I was a freaking life coach, right? Right. And eight interviews later, no, every time. And the last time I called who ended up being my favorite boss of all time. Her name was Laura, her general manager. And I said, look, I just want 15 minutes with the owner. Just give me 15 minutes. And if I can convince him, then, then you know what, then, or if I can't convince him, I'll, I'll never work here or I'll never bother you again. And so I got 15 minutes. Now you, Jimmy, know that getting 15 minutes of this guy's time is a big freaking deal, right? That, I mean, this that, guy. That's big. And it's probably yeah. at 445 in the morning after his workout, you know? I do have to say it was much earlier <laughs> than I was prepared for. I went to uh, the highest end store I could find. Uh, and I bought the most expensive suit I could afford, which was nowhere near what, of course, my soon-to-be boss was wearing. And I showed up and I sat down and he looked at me and he said, man, you are persistent. And I said, look, here's the deal. Pay me half of what you're paying everybody else. I promise you within six months, I'm going to be your best coach. And he looked at me and he smiled and he said, well, you don't know anything about financial services. And I said, I can coach anybody on anything at any time. Now, mind you, my, that was I'm not usually like that, uh, but I, I really love the assertiveness really, though, Matt, that well, assertiveness. That's great. And you know what? Funny, Jimmy, that's why I was a terrible therapist because people come to me with their problems. And I'm like, okay, this is how you fix it. And of course, then they didn't want to do the work and I'd get frustrated. But anyway, so I got hired there uh, and uh, I lived up to expectations and that really started me on this, this new uh, phase of my career, which is doing whatever I possibly can to, to help people. We get their voice out into the marketplace, much like you, you know, show their expertise, be very, very giving, uh, because what happens we found is the more you give, the more you get. No, that's great. Great wisdom, Matt. And, and so you took this opportunity to learn, though, but what I want to encourage our listeners about is don't be so tunnel focused that you only read and study in your area of life that you have expertise listen, you need to expand yourself because those people seeking your help, right, Matt, are not in your area. They're coming to you for that. So you need to understand where they're coming from. Stephen Covey, one of the greatest authors of all time, seek first to understand, then be understood. Uh, talk to me a little bit about who are some of your mentors, Matt. I mean, you've got some, I'm sure, that in coaching or in, in even in your therapist uh, that's gone bad kind of thing. <laughs> talk to me a little bit about who those people are. Well, uh, you know, uh, you, you said Napoleon Hill, right? So I go through, uh, I actually purchased 14 hours of Napoleon Hill's uh, 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 speaking when he used to go around and teach. Uh, wow. So I listen to that every year. Uh, I, I listen to Think and Grow Rich every year. So Napoleon Hill is somebody that I really look up to. Um, I'm a, in fact, my old boss, uh, which unfortunately, I don't have the best relationship with him anymore, but a guy named Ron Carson really taught me an enormous amount. Uh, just really looking at somebody who was such an amazing high achiever really allowed me to see what, what my potential could be. Um, and of course, all the pitfalls that go along with that too, which was a very interesting learning experience. Um, but, but past that, I try, it's going to sound corny and, and you're going to be like, dude, this is so corny. But because of I'm a podcaster like you, uh, I have the gift of, of interviewing very smart people almost on a daily basis and my whole goal is to shut up and listen and glean something and learn something new. And Jimmy, we have such an amazing opportunity using this medium. And I've seen your, you know, who you've interviewed. We get a chance to learn from these really great people all the time. And so I look to who is my next introduction 
as my next mentor because I know I'm going to glean something from their life, their story, their expertise that will allow me to hopefully live a better life. You know, it's funny you say that. I don't want to brag. And most people know I'm a CPA, a CFP, my master's in tax law and all that. But I'm really, uh, one of my best areas is a PCR. Uh, that's a professional coattail rider. So I call all these great people like yourself. I, I get you on the podcast and I just sit here and absorb, man, like a sponge, all this great stuff. So, so let's talk a little bit about how you came into the role of top advisor marketing and, and podcasting. I mean, you know, this was a relatively young industry 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, I started in high school was behind the microphone. And so this, this, uh, my desire to speak into a microphone and interview people and be on some sort of radio ish program, uh, has been with me since I was 13. So I was madman, Matt Halloran. I ran a heavy metal hour, uh, on my high school radio station, which was a whopping 100 Watts. I don't even know oh. if it made it past the actual parking lot, but I loved every minute of it. I remember Jimmy, I ran to my, my advisor. Her name was Chris. She was one of my big mentors. I said, Chris, 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 this is what I want to be when I grow up. And she looked at me and she said, yeah, you need to, you need to go somewhere else. Uh, you're never going to make any money being a DJ. Uh, you know. And so uh, literally 30 years later, um, I'm meeting with who, the guy now, Kirk Lowe, who's now my business partner. And, um, and he said, we have to do something fundamentally different because our clients don't want us to tell them what to do. They want us to do it for them. And I said, oh my gosh, you know, I've always wanted to do this. I love interviewing people. Uh, that's really a huge part of being a coach, right? Is interviewing people and asking good questions and teasing out their thought leadership and their brilliance and empowering them to feel, you know, smarter, better, stronger. And so I started, I was the whole host, right? I was interviewing financial services professionals, insurance agents, CPAs, estate planning attorneys from all over the country. And uh, it just worked, man. And awesome. Now we've produced over 1,500 podcasts and done over 35,000 social media posts. And we went from, we've been in business for three years, three years. Um, and I have a team of 20 people now. So uh, culture is super important to us, being supportive and autonomous. It's an entirely virtual company. And we hire for personality. And we train for what we need to train for. But you got to fit into our culture. And our culture is loving, giving, sharing. Um, supportive, fiercely uh, dedicated to personal and professional development. Uh, you know, much like a lot of people that you interview on your podcast, that they realize that there's something a lot more important than money. And and Kirk and I, as much we we are big fans of that. Um, I would rather improve the lives of the people who work with us than you know not pay them well. And and you know, I, I don't know if I could sleep at night, brother. No, I agree with you. Now let's start dive a little bit deeper into this area about how we as individuals to reach our utmost potential must be honest with ourselves. So you talked about uh, your high school counselor, for example, and then your professor going, Hey, you know, Matt, maybe not the choice or the path for you. We need to do something a little different here. Uh, One thing I do find is that sometimes there is the point of negative returns. You just push yourself and push yourself and push yourself when there could be a much easier path. I'm going to talk real quickly with you and ask a few questions about how can our listeners find a more simple but more rewarding pathway to reaching their goals with, say, top advisor marketing? How would that work? Well, uh, I think a lot of it really has to be 
you have to believe in who you are in what you do in your soul and want to actively share that with with people and give away everything you have for free in order to deepen a relationship with people so that they will potentially do business with you um i mean that's really the foundation so so listeners thinking um you know wow i would love to to be able to start a podcast you know the first thing is you're never going to make any money from it right i'm just going to tell you that right now don't ever go into if you go into it with that frame of mind you're wrong i'm sorry now are there ways to make money uh, and grow your business and grow your relationships and deepen relationships with your existing clients using this medium. Yes, that's what we do. And if you want to do that, uh, we would be we would be more than happy to help. You know, one of the great things I love about what you do in your role as a life coach, what you're doing in your role as an influencer, is you're teaching others how to use their voice to use what they currently have. So a lot of our listeners go, oh my goodness, Jimmy, I didn't even finish undergrad school. I don't know that I can do this. And I sit there and I tell them, but you are the only you on the planet. You're the only Matt Halloran. So tell me, what, what, can, what can you help with Matt as, an, as advice today to our listeners to say, you know, it's time to pick yourself up, dust those britches off and move forward. What, what, can, what kind of advice can you give? Walk before you run. Uh, so there's one piece, and then the other one is trust in the wind, and I'll, I'll address both of those quickly. Uh, so, so walk before you run. I think a lot of people have this misconception that they have to follow their dream, quit everything, and, and you know make jewelry on Etsy for the rest of their life. Um, I don't support that, right? I mean, you, you have to have a foundation because you have to have your Maslow's hierarchy of needs, basic needs met, right? So whatever that is, you know, get a job, make it so that you can pay your bills and then chase your dreams. And if your dreams will allow you to stop the uh, the other job, then that's absolutely fantastic. But I think a lot of people have that backwards. Um, uh, you said, I, you know, on the opening of the show, I've got twin 17-year-old boys who are about to turn 18 in February. We're doing lots of life planning with them right now, brother. And, uh, you know, one of the big things is, you know, you got you have to have a job. In order to get a good job, you have to have an existing job. Uh, don't try to shoot for the best job you could ever get. Just get a job right now. See what it's right. like to work, and then we can go from there. But the other thing is trust in the wind. Um, when I was in the Navy, <clears throat> I was one of the only people who didn't get seasick. I don't really wow. know why. Um, but uh, we hit a nor'eastern, which is a bad, bad, bad storm, especially when you're out in the middle of the North Atlantic. And we were heading to Scotland at the time. And uh, I, I stood watch for about 48 hours straight because, again, everybody else was sick. Uh, and what I had to do is I had to go from uh, the forward part of the, or the middle part of the ship to the forward, to the middle, to the back, to the middle. And, and I had to do that back and forth because you got ballast tanks on a, on a ship and you don't want those to be off or you fall over. Right. And that'd be really bad in the middle of the Atlantic during a storm. And so I would put on this huge suit and uh, just clamp myself in and I fight the wind and the waves are pounding me because we had like 12 foot swells, you know, and just my boat was crashing. I was getting soaked and freezing cold. But it was interesting. So I go up and I do my little thing and I come back and I hook myself in. And all of a sudden, Jimmy, the wind was at my back. And I noticed I could move effortlessly just about any side. I was jumping and having a good time because I'm just... An, a ridiculous optimist, no matter what it is, I'm going to try to find the best in everything. And uh, that's been, uh, that's been just like the foundation of my life. I, if I feel the wind blowing me in a direction, I listen to the wind. Uh, I, I, I look at where the wind's blowing me. And in most of the time, I just accept that the wind is blowing me in a direction and I see where it takes me because like we, we're not on this planet for that long, brother. And uh, I agree. 
I want to do whatever I possibly can to experience and help as many people as I can. And if the wind tells me I need to go in a different direction, drives my wife crazy. My wife is a <laughs> nine five or teacher. I love her dearly, and you know, but she does not take risk. And I am the person who's like, "Oh, I'm making three hundred thousand dollars a year over here, but I want to try this." And she's like, well, "Absolutely," you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> honestly, Jimmy, the wind has never, never blown me in the wrong direction. Oh, that is awesome advice. And I want to talk a little bit and build on that a minute. You're talking about the wind. And I always tell our people listening, I say, I want the subscribers to know this podcast. They've heard it many times that their lives are not arcs, man. You don't Mm -hmm. just go which way that that wind blows. You can also have some effect by taking momentum, as you're saying, from that wind and using what positives it gives you to make life more enjoyable or bigger or whatever you want it to be. So, I always tell people, you're actually a ship. You have a rudder. You have this thing called a brain. Use those things that you get in momentum. So how do you build momentum through your processes if someone were to call you today and say, hey, you know, I I listen to the podcast, Live Life by Design. I'm interested in what you offer. I got this idea. What kind of momentum do you offer through top advisor marketing? Well, we have a whole coaching program. And uh, I think that's really what separates us from just about anything else that's out there in the marketplace. We've got nine different phases that we take our clients through to continue to build on momentum uh, in order to increase their listenership and increase the impact of their of their podcast. But it, it actually goes back to our first three calls. So when somebody signs on with us, we've got our discovery call, uh, we've got a topics call, and then we've got a coaching call. And the second one, the topics call, is where I think the magic truly happens. Because before you ever hit record with us, uh, you need to have eight podcasts in the can, like mentally in the can, right? Um, because most people start podcasting. In fact, there's there was five hundred thousand new podcasts this year uh, as of July. Wow! But three quarters of them never make it past six episodes. And so right. we build a system in place to make sure that we're continuing to to move and and motivate and listen, you know, Jimmy, you talked about this in this last podcast. I think you should expand on that because we've got professional voice talents that interview our clients. And um, we've got this whole system in place that is totally meant to bring you through this continuum. And the continuum, if you do it correctly, is about 36 months. And then the fun part about it is, just like since you're in strategic coach and you've been involved with a bunch of coaching programs, it's rinse and repeat, right? So you get done with 36 months and, oh my gosh, could you imagine going back and doing all of this again and seeing where this could take me? And our client retention is is really where I'm so proud of that. That's one of the greatest things that we've had. We we retain about 80% of our clients annually and that's not too shabby with doing something that is still pretty new and you know, not a lot of people still fully understand the power of podcasting. Your modesty is overwhelming, sir. That is excellent, by the way. 80% renewing and recurring. I will say to you, though, that at the end of the day, you must find your way within yourself to see that passion to move this forward. So if you're thinking about doing a podcast, I encourage you to get in touch with them. You'll find their contact information in our in our show notes. But what I encourage people to think about, they go, Jimmy, how do you have time? So I've authored a book now. It should be coming out here shortly in the spring. Uh, and by the way, it's not about money, uh, Matt, believe it or not. <laughs> Funny how that works, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I also have, uh, you know, a podcast. We do a column for a local newspaper we write. Uh, we still have our day job, so to speak. And people go, oh, my goodness, I just don't know that I have that kind of time or talent. Here's the thing I want you to take from this, Matt. I don't watch a lot of TV. I watch recorded 
TV so I can control with my rudder of my mind what time I wish to spend on what topics, right? So I don't want to brag. I'm a NASCAR fan. My daughter and my dad, we used to, we all go to the, the, the racetracks all over the place, dirt tracks. I was raised on them. And then we end up in NASCAR. Now, I don't watch the NASCAR race the day of the race. Now, Matt, don't laugh. I just don't. What I do is I record that and I go through all of the episode of that race until I see a yellow flag and then I stop. <laughs> then I go through all the commercials. So all of those advertisers out there, you're wasting money on me. I don't even know what you're selling. Uh, but my point here is, is to say that if you're going to be involved in the podcast, Matt has given you some great advice. Don't come into this thinking I've got one episode in me because that's not how this works. And with the ability for you to come in and have six, 10 episodes in your mind, at least of how you want to structure those, you're off to at least a decent, and I don't mean great. I mean, a decent start. So uh, I love your advice too. And don't get into this to make money. Uh, I really got in this because I felt a passion to help others. And one way I could get that voice heard out in the world was through this medium. So let's talk a little bit about voice. You know, people look at me and they go, Jimmy, how do you have such a distinguished sounding voice? You must be well-trained. Uh, that's a joke, Matt. Don't laugh too loud. But it was <laughs> I was just trying to figure out where we're going with that, my friend. So uh, okay, is he fishing for a compliment there or what, what's going on? No. So, so everyone says, do you really talk that way? And uh, yes, this is me. Now, when I'm in the Northeast, we have clients all over the country, but when I'm in the Northeast, especially New York, I will turn on the Southern drawl a little heavier, Matt, because you know, that's what they seek. You know, it's an, it's an enlightenment, but so talk to me a little bit about people that think I just don't have the personality for this. What, what do you say to that? Uh, well, unfortunately I start off by saying, well, you might be right. Uh, sure. but, um, uh, I think I can illustrate this by by a story. So uh, you're a CPA and and and, uh, and a CFP uh, and have all sorts of continuing education that I couldn't probably even begin to touch on. But uh, uh, one of the gentlemen that we work with is a recovering CPA, which I always think is quite humorous. And he's a CFP now, and uh, he doesn't do any sort of tax work anymore or accounting work. He he works specifically in financial services, and he was one of our first clients. He was terrible. Now, you have a very, you know, you have a Southern accent. Now, this guy's got a Long Island accent, right? And he says things like use and uh, other words that really don't exist in the <laughs> English language. Um, and uh, it took him about a year. And we moved him through our continuum. And what happened was this. When he started interviewing other people, when he stopped being the person being interviewed, everything changed. And we believe that through our process, and this is not meant to sound cocky or anything, because we don't we don't always get things right, man. I mean, we we mess things up. Don't get me wrong, but part of because I teach our account managers and our voice talents, our hosts, how to coach people, we try to uncover that much more quickly than we did with this poor guy. Uh, now he hung in there, man, and we love him to this day. And uh, you know, he's one of our best clients, and I think he will always be not not only one of our favorite abreast, but our best clients. But we try to uncover that a lot more quickly. So, um, but here here's the thing: one, I don't care what your voice sounds like. I don't at all. Um, I don't care if you have a stutter or a stammer. In fact, some of our best podcasters have that. I don't care if you have a wildly inflective voice or if you speak like you're from Georgia on a really hot day after you've had too much sweet tea, <laughs> or if you are a New Yorker and you speak 9,000 miles an hour. I, I don't care because what's important is you. What's important is people connecting with you and podcasting is so intimate. Um, 
my master's thesis was on auditory stimulation in uh, schizophrenics who suffered from auditory hallucinations. <clears throat> and um, it was, nobody would want to read it. But it was fascinating to me uh, because what we found out was there was a way to hyperstimulate your Broca's area um, in order to cancel out some of the noise that happens in auditory hallucinations. And we brought that really to podcasting because you and I are both wearing headphones, right? Um, yes. And, and from your ear to the Broca's area is, is about, uh, about six centimeters. And people listen to podcasts in their downtime and in their quiet time. And if you're a business person or a coach or a person who's passionate about something and you want to be invited into your ideal client's homes when they're hanging out and chilling out and drinking a glass of wine, smoking a cigar, you know, drinking their sweet tea on their porch, whatever, podcasting is the medium that invites like they opt into that dude. They opt into you in their private quiet time and I think that is the most powerful way to influence people, but I am biased. Right? I mean, you know, I really like this meeting. <laughs> well, I am as well. I tell you, I have this uncanny ability, uh, Matt, that's I think almost innate in me is that I just love people. And yeah. if you love people and you want to see all mankind rise the tide along with all of us, you're going to find ways to serve them. So let's talk just a little bit about why is it important for us to be in your term, a micro influencer with social media or with this platform of podcasting or whatever. Why is that important to any of us that has a story to tell? Because you have to rise above the noise. This is what gets me more than anything. And, and I just want other listeners to know, uh, I didn't know Jimmy was going to ask me this question, but boy, brother, you just open a can of worms. So here's the deal. <laughs> I There's do the no unexpected, Matt. That's just what I do. So, you know, that's how I work, brother. No, hey, man, you listen, right? And that's the key to being a great podcast host is, is not having it be about you. Listen to listen, not listen to respond. But, but, but here's where you open the can of worms, right? There's no local media left. That's it. So podcasting allows you to control the narrative in your hyper-local, local or regional area on your area of influence. And that's why this is so absolutely powerful. There's so much terrible misinformation that's coming down from lots of different opportunities. And, and I'm talking professionally, not politically or religiously or anything. I'm talking professionally, right? In, in our, our area of expertise right now, which we're expanding outside of financial services, but you, know, you, you get advertisements all the time about retirement, right? And a lot of it's wrong. I mean, and it's not applicable to your specific situation. I mean, you've got that five-step discovery process. I was on your website reading about that and watching the video. And most people don't take anybody through a five-step discovery process, right? Uh, they take right, them right. through a quick one-page financial plan, and, and this is what you need. I've got the solution because I've got another meeting in three minutes, right? Um, and, and that's not uh, what needs to be done. So, so we try to empower business owners, fiercely entrepreneurial people who know that they are doing something fundamentally unique and different, that their population, their demographic, their ideal client needs to know to live a better and more successful life. And that's, that's, that's what we do every single solitary day. And that's why I get up and I'm so nerdy about it. You know, you're talking about, uh, you know, you get up at 5 a.m. I don't personally get up at 5 a.m. Uh, I get up at about six. So you got me beat by an hour there. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, when I wake up in the morning, first thing I do is I look at my calendar and I smile, right? Because, man, I, 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 now, now this is job isn't for everybody, but like, I honestly feel like I have like one of the greatest jobs in the world for me, 
right? I get up, I get behind a microphone, I shoot a bunch of video, I meet with my team, I motivate people, I get to ask people good questions. It just seems like such a gift. And, and I'm, I'm very, very grateful for it every day. You know, you said something there about if, if I'm so pa- passionate about something. No, I've always loved the phrase, if you find something you're passionate about in life, you'll never work a day in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, some one of my clients, so I specialize in retirement planning, Matt, and one of them the other day said to me, well, when are you going to retire? And I said, well, to be very truthful, I could have already done so. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're looking at it purely from a financial means, I, I don't do this for money. And she goes, oh, really? And I said, no. I said, if it becomes a point where my passion now dwindles, I am not bringing value to the people like yourself that are my friends and clients that come in the doors and make our lives so much more special. If I'm not able to do that, that'll be my swan song to say it's been real. Uh, I'll see what I can go do in the coastline of Hawaii and see if I can mm-hmm. teach surfing lessons. Right. Uh, anyway, uh, boys from Oklahoma though, don't teach surfing lessons, Matt, but anyway, <laughs> that's a bad, bad analogy. So, so let me ask you another couple of questions in about that in terms of that role. So, how does one keep their passion? You know, I told you about my story and you've got a story. Hey, get up at six. First thing to do is hit that calendar. Uh, what, what can we do to help people keep that passion rolling in their lives? I think far and away too many of us dwell on things that they can't control. Uh, so that's one of the biggest things that I think allows me to maintain my level of optimism is just understand that in my life, there are very, very few things that I have any real control over. I mean, I have teenage boys. I mean, they're right there should give you the foundation of what I'm talking about. But, you know, I can't control the weather. I can't control my dogs barking if they chew up something. I, I mean, I, I can't. But, but what I can control is how I interact with the world, how I view the world. And I purposefully try to find the good in anything I can, because it's, if not, man, it's like, um, it's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die, right? That's right. how I look at negativity, because negativity, it really only affects me truly, because I can be all sorts of negative and hang around with people and they're positive and I'm not going to influence them, right? But I'm telling you, if you're wicked positive and you're around them and they're being wicked negative, it rubs off, right? It's just this this energy that I think all of us live with that you can live with, but it's a choice. And it also walk before you run and you have to practice it. This does not, I'm, you know, I'm not a spring chicken anymore, everybody. But for the past, you know, I would probably say 35 years, I actively practice optimism on a daily basis. I actively practice gratitude and I actively look for ways to help other people every day. Not saying I do it every day, I'm not saying I'm a saint because I'm sure as heck not, but that is the way that I've decided to choose my life. And I think choose to live my life. And I think that that comes through when you're working with us, when you're an employee at our organization, when, when I'm going through the drive through at my coffee shop, my goal (laughs) is to make those people smile and just give them that brief two minutes of reprieve from somebody being grumpy about their coffee, not being right, or somebody being grumpy because they're running late for work. Um, You know, I'm the guy who pays for the coffee behind me all the time, right? Cause you know what, dude, that $3 or $5 sometimes, maybe even seven, if that little bit of money is going to really make that person have a better day, it's my job to do that. I think what we need to start thinking about in our world too, Matt, and I'm sure you subscribe to this, is I get so weary of people saying, I don't want to spend that. I don't want to spend that. I don't want to, you know, it costs too much. 
And I keep telling them, I said, you don't understand your whole psychological approach. To this is wrong. And they'll look at me funny. And they'll go, well, what do you mean? I said, you don't know that you're spending, you are investing. I'm putting out there an investment. Like you're buying the coffee for the person behind you, Matt. Uh, I did this with a lady in front of me and I've given this story before on the podcast. I'll be brief, but there was a young lady right before the holidays. It was like a early part of December and uh, she was not uh, dressed very well. And she had a couple of young lads with her there. There were kids. And, and I could tell that she just, you know, life has been a little rough on her. And I just said uh, she was getting her a few groceries and she was looking at uh, what she had to pay those groceries with. And I could see she's wondering, what am I going to put back kind of thing? She said, uh, uh, how much is that? And she kept asking, how much is that? And uh, to the lady working there in the grocery store. And, and I, so I just calmly said, like I always do, Matt, I interfere in people's lives. <laughs> I'm a professional <laughs> interfere. Uh, I said, uh, do you believe in the philosophy of it's better to give than receive? And she looked at me real funny. Her eyebrows furrowed a little bit. And I thought, well, maybe she's not in the mood to talk today, but she said, I beg your pardon. And I said, do you believe in the philosophy of it's better to give than receive? And she said, yes, I do. And I said, I had maybe $10 or $20 worth of groceries here. And she had probably, you know, well, well, I'll tell you why I know. She had $143 when I get through here in a second. She said, yes, I do. And I said, well, then would you please give me these groceries that I have here since you're already ahead of me and she's going to ring you up. She could just add these to that. And the lady looked at me and she kind of shook her head a little bit. As you can see, I'm now animating that for those of you listening, I'm just kind of had that thought process. Well, that's a pretty cool idea. And then she just said something that really hit home to me, Matt, tore at my heartstrings a little bit. As I looked at those little boys, their faces were a little dirty. Their clothes weren't all that great. And she said, well, sir, if you're so good with philosophy, do you believe in what you just said? Mm. And she said that you like that. And I said, without missing a beat unequivocally, I said, you bet I do. And she said, then why don't you give me my groceries today? And I looked at the cashier now, she's wondering, <laughs> who is this nut? And what's he doing antagonizing this young lady? And I looked at her and I said, don't even total that till you get to these. I will buy these groceries today. And she looked at me, and I'll never forget what the lady said. The little grocery clerk said, but sir, that's $143 and some change. And I said, glad to invest in the young lives of these two boys today. If they're not eating, they're not living. Please enjoy your holiday. She sacked them up and gave them to her. And this lady behind the counter that was checking us out said, who are you? <laughs> The world needs heroes, my friend. The world needs the Matt Hallorans to tell their story. The world needs your clients that you serve every day and helping to create and reframe and, and transmit their story to the world that's hurting. They need to hear that. Like you said, there's nothing local or positive. Now, I got one last question for you, if you don't mind, sir. You've been so generous, and I thank you so much on behalf of all of our listeners across the globe. 27 countries, Matt. Who would have thought when we started we'd have that kind of outreach? It's just a wonderful thing. My question to you, though, sir, if you could leave our listeners, our subscribers, with just one statement of advice today on influence, leadership, legacy, whatever, what would you leave them with today, sir? It's not about you. I think that's the biggest issue that everybody has personally, professionally, in business, spiritually, whatever, is when you can get past yourself and realize that there is so much more out there that's so much greater than you, once you make that mental shift, 
everything in your life changes. And doors will be open to you. People will be open to you when you're not so wildly self-centered about whatever you're so self-centered about. Even if you're the best of the best at whatever, Jimmy, like if you're the greatest rocket scientist that ever was made, if you still make it about the other rocket scientists, the people who are making the rockets, the people, that sort of granular gratefulness, I think that's when everything changes. Oh, man, that is powerful. Matt, thank you so much for joining us today from Top Advisor Marketing, Matt Halloran. I, I want to say a couple of things before I let you go, Matt. One thing I like to do with our podcast every week, and folks, I've never missed a Monday. That's the point I'm here for you to help you reach your potential each week is do not go on this trip alone. Seek out coaches. Seek out those that, I'll be honest with you, I've learned tremendously. People go, well, how much does that cost? No, no, no. How much can I invest that will help me reap the benefit of not having to pay that ultimate price of loss of circumstances or my lifestyle slowed down or some perhaps negative thing that could happen? Go to those people that know how to keep you focused. You know, establish a team of other like-minded experts, friends, family members, whatever it takes to help you reach your potential. You can do this. I tell you, if a man from Oklahoma, where we just got running water in the internet a couple of years ago, Matt, if I can do this, you, my friends listening today, can do this even more so. It has been an honor, Matt, having you here today. I'm going to share your information of contact and about top advisor marketing on our show notes and on our website. Encourage everyone, get on their website, look at what they have to offer. I'm betting I can even offer you this complimentary consultation. Get on the phone and just see what it's like for you to talk with these good people and what they can do to help you. But do not put off today what could be done today to improve your life because you are the only you in this world. And I've got some really good news for you to end this episode. It is your life. If you wish it to be bigger, better, and bolder, it takes you purposefully wanting it to do so. Go ahead. It is your life. Live it by your design. You can get a complete transcript of today's show online at livealifeby.design. If you like the show, please tell your friends and family about it. Also, we would be very appreciative if you would leave a review of the show wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been a Life Master Key production. The program is copyrighted by Jimmy J. Williams and Company, all rights reserved. Our recording engineer is Happy Design Company. Our production assistant is Amy Cotton. Our intern is Brindley.